This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue with a series called How God Turns Setbacks into Comebacks. We're so glad that you've joined us today. Now, if you know someone who needs some encouragement right now, be sure to invite them with a text or a phone call to listen along with you. But first, studies have shown the more grateful a person is, the happier they are. But it's not always easy to be thankful. That's why Pastor Rick developed the power of gratitude. It's a special interactive Bible study to help you grow your gratitude. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com while you listen to today's message. If you want, you can just text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004 for more information. That's the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick with part two of a message called, When Your Setback Seems Irreversible. Now in Job 1, he says this, When everything bad happened to him, I came naked from my mother's womb and I shall have nothing when I die. Now, let let me just pause there. You know, I I have three kids. I was there when they were all, you know, born and uh, they did come in with nothing. Uh, None of them brought toys. None of them brought a portfolio. uh, None of them had a briefcase. uh, And and so I know nobody comes into this world with something. You come in naked. Uh, And also, I would say that I have done hundreds, maybe thousands of uh, of funerals, and I've never seen a U-Haul parked on a gravesite. So in this passage, you come with nothing, you leave with nothing. That's true. He says, the Lord gave me everything I have, and and it's his right to take anything away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And it says in all of this, I want you to underline this, Job did not sin by blaming God. You know, if you were to study the book of Job, you'd find that the main question uh, of the book is, will you love God and will you trust God no matter what happens? Why do you worship God? Why do you love God? Only when things go good? Or will you love God and serve God no matter what happens? Friends, this is the ultimate test of your faith. Will you worship God even though everything's going wrong in your life? You see, you are not promised a perfect life. This is not heaven, this is earth. And, and so your, your faith will be tested. And untested faith is really no faith at all. And a lot of times things happen in your life. In fact, most of the times we don't have an explanation and you're never gonna get an explanation. When bad things happen, uh, there may be times you just have to say, I don't know. I, I don't get the big picture, but I trust that God is good. Life is not always good, but God, is always good. And when I'm in the presence of God in eternity, one day in heaven, then I'm going to fully understand it. Right now, my brain isn't big enough to comprehend it. How do you trust God when your heart is breaking? How do you put your eyes on God when they're filled with tears? Well, the the antidote to bitterness is not to just say, I don't want to be bitter. The antidote to bitterness is actually praise. It's worship. What is worship? It means focusing on God. Now, if you are sitting here today listening to me talk to you, and maybe you've never even been in church before, maybe this is the first time you're here, there are some things you need to know. 
that uh, we as Christians, no matter what happens in life, are, are thankful for. Job talks about these things in, in his book. Here's some facts of life that I know are true no matter what happens to me. Number one, God will never stop loving me. That's a big deal. Number two, God has a plan for my life and your life. Number three, God cares about every detail of my life and your life. Number four, God is in control of things even when I don't understand it. And number five, God will protect me. Those are things that I can build my life on when I don't understand why things are happening in my life. God is here, God is near, God cares, God is powerful, God can change it, God is, has a plan, purpose, and he's gonna use it all for good. You know, earlier I mentioned that guy named Habakkuk. And, and I said that in the first, those three chapters of that book, they're all about the question, why? Why God? Well, look at this first on your outline, Habakkuk 3, 17 and 18. Here's what Habakkuk did when he had a setback that looked like was irreversible. He says this, even though the fig leaves have no fruit, and even though no grapes grow on the vine, and even though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no grain, and even though the sheep all die, and the cattle stalls are empty. What is he saying there? Even though everything in my life is a disaster, he says this, I'll still be joyful and glad because the Lord God is my savior. What are you bitter about today? What is some bitterness that you've allowed to take root in your life? I said it earlier, bitterness is a poison. Bitterness destroys, it will eat you alive. It's like a cancer that will take over your life. When you are bitter, it always hurts you more than it does the person you're bitter at. Problem with bitterness is it doesn't hurt anybody else. It only hurts you. You can be bitter and the person you're bitter at, they don't even know it. They could be out having a party, eat the steak, celebrating, and it's destroying you. Now, if you're gonna break through the setback to a comeback, you gotta tell God exactly how you feel, but then you gotta resist bitterness. And you need to realize two things. First, in an imperfect world, Everything has been broken by sin, and there's always going to be plenty of disappointments to become bitter about. So don't be surprised at that. Jesus said, in the world, you will have tribulation and trials. But second, you need to remember that both bitterness, listen, both bitterness and happiness are choices. And every moment of your life, you're always choosing one or the other. And if you choose to be bitter, at the same moment, you're choosing to not be happy, because you can't have both at the same time in your heart and your mind. So my question is your pastor, someone who loves you is this, which one do you want, happiness or bitterness? Job said, the Lord gave me everything I've ever had and if he allows it to be taken away, I'm still gonna trust him because I wouldn't even exist if it wasn't for God. I refuse to be bitter because of the setback. Now, here's the third step in trusting God. It's T-R-U, this is the U uh, in trust when you wanna have a comeback from a setback that seems irreversible. The, the T in trust, tell God how I feel. The R, refuse to be bitter. And the U in trust, acrostic, stands for unite with other people who will help me focus on God. Unite with people who will help me focus on God.
Now, I want you to get this. It's very important. For any comeback, you're going to need other people with faith to back you up. You're going to need other people in your life who can actually believe God for you when your faith is shaky. This is why you must be in a small group of believers for regular fellowship. It's why I talk about the importance of a small group practically every other week. It's why this church is built on small groups. We have over 7,000 of these small groups. They will be your safety net when your setback happens in your life. And you cannot isolate yourself. Now, God never intends for you to go through life on your own. He never intends for you to go through grief or uh, sorrow or tragedy or loss or difficulty or setback by yourself. He made us for each other. He wired human beings to need each other. We're better together. We're better in community. And the first thing God said to man when he created man is it's not good for man to be alone. Now, here's the problem. When you have a setback or I have a setback, when we're going through pain or suffering or sorrow or sadness or loss, the problem is our natural reaction to pain is to withdraw from others, to pull back. And we want to build a wall around ourselves. We want to build a shell. Uh, we want to put up barriers. We want to keep people at a distance. We don't want anybody uh, close to us when we're in deep, deep pain. And God says, no, 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 no. That's the exact opposite of what you need to do. One of Job's friends gave this wise advice in Job. Notice this on your outline. His name was Elihu. And in Job 36, he says to Job, Job, don't let your anger and the pain that you've endured make you sneer at God. Reputation and riches can't protect you from distress, nor can you find safety in the dark world below. He's talking about the occult. Don't turn to evil as a way of escape, but God's power is unlimited. Others have praised God for what he has done, so join with them. If you're taking notes, I want you to circle the phrase, join with them. He says, other people have praised God, join with them. He said, that's how you're going to make it to the next step. You got to unite with others who are going to support you, encourage you, pray for you, be with you. They'll help you out. Now, where do you find those kind of friends who will lift you up when you're down? Well, a couple places. First, at weekend worship. It's where you are right now. That's why, I, by the way, for those of you who are watching online, I want to actually encourage you to come to a church service because there are about a dozen more benefits that you receive by actually going to a church service and participating with other people instead of just watching remotely. You don't get all those benefits just by watching remotely. You, you, he says, join with others in worship. And, and then the second place that you find these kind of encouraging people is in a small group Bible study that meets on a weekly basis in a home or an office or a dorm room, and you need a small group for your setbacks. I could give you dozens of examples from my own personal life about how my small group has helped me through setbacks. Now, Job's friend noticed in that passage, he points out a couple of very important truths in what he says. First, he points out that pain is a great equalizer. In other words, Disaster is impartial uh, and, and suffering is random. It hits everybody. When you're in pain, your possessions and your position and your power are worthless. 
It doesn't matter how much money you've got. If you're going through a marriage crisis that's tearing your heart up, it still hurts. Reputation and riches, he says, can't protect you from stressful setbacks. It'll help. But then Job's friend gives two pieces of very wise advice. And this is what you need to do when you have a setback that seems, you know, irreplaceable or, uh, you know, you, irretrievable. You can't come back from it. First, he says this. Here's his first advice. Never use evil to escape pain. You know, you don't, don't try to avoid it with, you know, doing drugs or getting drunk or doing something foolish like having an affair. You know, a lot of people become self-destructive when they're in pain. They know it's wrong, but still do it anyway, trying to relieve or escape their pain. The Bible says, you know what? You're only going to make it worse, make the problem worse. So he says, don't run from it doing something stupid. Second, Job's friend says a better alternative is to increase the amount of time you spend hanging out with God's people. He says, join with them. Get with God's people who praise God, who are focusing on God. That's what worship is. And he says, join with them. When you are needing a comeback, don't try to do it on your own. Get with people who are God's people who can build you up, encourage you, help you focus on God. When your heart's breaking, when you're confused, when you're down, when you feel like you're about to lose it all or you have lost it all, don't turn from God, turn to God. If you turn away from God, what's the alternative? Bitterness, despair, hopelessness. First Chronicles 16, 11 says, go to the Lord for help and worship him. That means focus, worship means focus on God's goodness. Life is not always good, I said that, but God is always good. Now, what should you ask for when you're talking to God about a comeback. When you've had a big setback, seems irreversible, like Job, well, you ask God to do a couple things. And they're right here in this passage. You ask him for wisdom, so you can have a clear perspective. Uh, and you ask God for strength, because you're gonna need both God's wisdom and God's strength for your comeback. You can't do it on your own. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We're so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. If you'd like to receive hope and encouragement every day delivered right to your inbox, then sign up for Rick's free daily devotional by going to PastorRick.com right now. Rick will be back to close out our time today, but first, experts have discovered that an attitude of gratitude bolsters your health and happiness. So how do you practice daily gratitude, even when life is tough? Here's Rick to tell you about a Bible study he's developed to help you practice daily gratitude. One of the things that God wants us to do, and he says it over and over in Scripture, is to practice gratitude. Did you know that gratitude is good for us? The Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You want to know what God's will is for you right now? It is that you learn gratitude in all circumstances. There's always something you can be thankful for. In fact, I've discovered, and I've read many reports, that experts have told us that gratitude is the healthiest human emotion. Did you know that gratitude makes you more resistant to stress? Did you know that gratitude makes you less susceptible to illness? Did you know that gratitude increases your overall happiness and satisfaction? 
that gratitude gives your life more meaning and significance? I don't know if you've ever noticed that the more grateful a person is, the happier they are. That's the power of gratitude. So I want you to live with the attitude of gratitude, the attitude of thankfulness. Now I've put together a brand new Bible study called The Power of Gratitude. And in it, you'll find scriptures and teaching and exercises that'll help you develop the habit, cultivate the habit of gratitude. You'll discover how to stay in God's will, how to defeat discouragement, how to conquer complaining, how to reduce stress, and how to experience God's blessing through gratitude. Friends, I want to help you develop a deep and a profound attitude of gratitude. The world is craving people like this, and you will be able to experience all that God has for you. So today, when you partner with me by giving a gift, a financial gift, to Daily Hope, to help us take the certain hope of Jesus to people all around the world, I'm going to have my team send you the Power of Gratitude Bible Study. I just want to say thanks to you. I want to be grateful for you. You know, your support is essential for us taking the Daily Hope message of Jesus all around the world. So do that today. Send us a gift and let me send you a gift, and you'll be grateful, and so will we. God bless you. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. And thanks so much for your support. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.